Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of daily fantasy sports and gambling. So you can stop Googling how to join a squid game to cover all those parlays you thought were such a sure thing. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Good evening, folks. Let's get right down to it. We are talking about the Midwest region. and. Truth be told, when I started doing the analysis for this region, I thought it was going to be the most bland region to talk about because none of the teams really stood out. But the more I kept diving into it, the more I started thinking about it from a game theory aspect of who's getting overly selected versus some of the others. And then, you know, I started realizing that this could be the region where you could make or break your tournament based off of seeing where the chalk is hitting and just deviating because none uh, none of these teams are truly standout in terms of uh, the roster picks. But let's uh, get right down to it. So in the Midwest region, we've got Kansas as the number one seed. Auburn is your number two seed. Wisconsin as a three seed. And Providence as your four seed. With uh, Iowa as a five seed, LSU's the six seed, USC the seven seed, and then you got an eight nine matchup between San Diego State and Creighton. So uh, those were uh, the top nine. Uh, uh, right then and there, and we'll we'll look at the individual matchups, but overall. If we're talking about uh, the actual picks from an overall standpoint, uh, Kansas, as a number one seed, has uh, amongst the lowest odds of winning the tournament uh, amongst the favorites. Uh, Baylor is lower uh, to, uh, to repeat as champion, but... Even to make the Final Four, uh, looking at the uh, the data points uh, amongst the top seeds, it's actually interesting. Uh, Kansas and Arizona have the same odds of making the Final Four at 30%. Now, if we uh, look at it from a... Uh, a elite eight standpoint, uh, Kansas is third, even though uh, when it comes to uh, making the elite four, uh, Kansas, Arizona, both uh, came in at 30%. Uh, from an elite eight standpoint, Kansas at 47%, uh, Arizona uh, just under 50%. But the public picking of these teams You've got uh, two-thirds of the public on Kansas. Arizona at 70%. And even as you go down the line, Kansas making the Sweet 16, 
72% a chance of making a Sweet 16 uh, for Kansas. 90% of the public's uh, picking Kansas to make the Sweet 16. Whereas Arizona's got a 76% chance of making the Sweet 16 in that second week. And again, 90% chance. So it, Kansas is correlated quite a bit with uh, Arizona, but Arizona still has better uh, odds overall, even though the public pick percentage between the number one seeds, very close. Very close uh, in general. Uh, obviously, everyone favors Gonzaga amongst the number one seeds in terms of uh, pick percentage. And Baylor is the least uh, favored uh, number one seed uh, for the reasons I've uh, outlined uh, a bit er- uh, earlier uh, in the in the tournament. But uh, you know, from my standpoint, when we look at these seeds, it's actually uh, it's actually one uh, one of those areas where we're kind of uh, in the mix of determining where to kind of go from here because if Kansas is the chalk pick what do you, uh what does everyone think about Auburn Auburn again very chalky percentage wise not that much different from uh uh Kentucky in terms of odds of uh getting to the second week as well as uh, the later rounds. Auburn, very popular. The team that we actually start seeing deep, deep differences between the statistical odds of winning versus the public perception comes down to Wisconsin as the three seed. Based off of uh, uh, some of the data models going around, looking at these teams, Wisconsin winning their opening matchup against uh, Colgate of the Patriot League, it's only about a, uh, it's slightly below 75% chance of winning for Wisconsin. The public has Wisconsin picked 90% of the time. So again, depending on your pools, these are some of the matchups you could start taking a stab on to try to bake in points, especially if it's a, a seed multiplier pool where you're expected to tr- uh, uh, try to call out as many upsets as you can just because of the factors involved. So again, as you kind of look at the field being a little bit too heavy on Wisconsin, 40% uh, modeling odds to make it to the second uh, to the second week, but two thirds of the public's on uh, Wisconsin. Now, even uh, factoring in that first round upset potential, the reason why Wisconsin is getting knocked down is the fact that LSU, despite the fact that Will Wade was fired. Will Wade was not exactly a great coach. Uh, and LSU's overall talent, way undervalued in terms of what they bring to the table. So, be that as it may, you've got a fired coach. That squad 
has been pretty well prepared for this uh, potential reality, they're going to be ready to come out and play. In terms of making it to the second week, LSU is... Ex- uh, they have a 35% chance of making it to the Sweet 16. Whereas the public perception of LSU... Obviously, it'll get skewed if you have folks who are from the SEC uh, schools. They may uh, they may pick LSU more often than others. But the reality of the situation is, on a uh, national scale, LSU is only getting about twenty two percent of the picks showing them uh, getting to the second uh, week. So, right then and there, you get. Uh, you get edge because you got a talented LSU squad. Yes, the the news of Will Wade getting fired not good uh, positive light for the uh, for the uh, students. Obviously, playing on the team, but the show goes on. It's not as though they had a master tactician coaching up that roster. They'll be fine, in my opinion. Their natural talent and. You know, looking at the overall rankings, LSU was ranked 19th in Kempom in ter- in terms of uh, 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 their ranks, and they were fourth in defensive uh, adjusted efficiency. You want to know where Wisconsin is ranked? 33rd as a three seed. They were mid uh, mid fifties uh, in terms of offense efficiency. They were uh, in the uh, thirty range uh, defensive efficiency, and in terms of pace, they were incredibly slow. LSU top one hundred in pace. You look at the strength of schedule, and that's where Wisconsin got their bump up in the rankings. But in terms of win loss record. LSU, yes, they they had 11 losses on the year, but no real glaring losses in terms of uh, that would cause you to have a concern about their strength of schedule. Uh, whereas Wisconsin, yes, it got boosted by the fact that they played in the Big Ten, and that's where it, it kind of ended up being the case where strength of schedule was factoring into some of these Kempom ra- ratings. And if they didn't have the Big Ten schedule, this uh, uh, this ranking would be even lower for Wisconsin, just being perfectly honest. And they probably don't get the seeding uh, either uh, close in terms of the top half of the bracket. So you have uh, a discrepancy there between the seeds and the rankings where Wisconsin is getting steamed up because of their seed. You also have a similar situation with Providence. Providence, the number four seed, they are only slated to advance out of uh, the first round by a probability of 60%. One of the lowest of them all for a team, actually, I think it's the lowest uh, out of uh, the top four seeds uh, to make it out of round one, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. And I actually thought this uh, first round matchup, uh, you were going to get more popular because I've been hearing everyone talk this one up uh, between uh, Providence getting upset by South Dakota State. 
However, even with ESPN and a number of other publications talking up that potential upset, realistically, the uh, public data on uh, bracket selections this year is only showing about 20% of people picking that South Dakota State team to pull off the upset. Otherwise, it's still sticking with uh, the incumbent uh, from a prediction standpoint. And honestly, this is, again, the public is too heavy on Providence. And the rankings, if we're being honest with ourselves here, is not that much of a difference when you look at the offensive-defensive stats. Uh, Providence is 49th in Ken Palm. In terms of efficiency, 32nd across uh, NCAA, 81st in defensive uh, uh, efficiency. But South Dakota State is a top 10 team in offensive efficiency. Yes, defensively, they give up a ton of points too, and uh, they're one of the fastest teams in the league versus Providence, one of the slowest uh, teams in NCAA to have qualified for the tournament. Again, straight the schedule gives uh, uh, Providence uh, higher marks overall against South Dakota State. But if we're looking at this, uh, South Dakota State gets it up and down the court. If they can speed up Providence, this could be a, a, a potential issue for the tournament because, again, you've got a public that is a bit too high on. Uh, these uh, 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 senior uh, uh, se- senior uh, seeds, if you will, where folks want to like keep rubber stamping them uh, into the next round until they p- start playing each other. I don't see that happening in this region. I think there is uh, more than enough uh, cause for concern on Wisconsin and Providence and we haven't even gotten into the elephant in the room, which is the five-seed Iowa. Iowa has been one of the most uh, consistent teams in the league because of their offensive efficiency. They are only second behind Gonzaga in terms of offensive efficiency, despite the fact that Luca Garza graduated last year and they don't have him to just throw the ball into to get easy buckets. That's uh, that's not uh, the same benefit that they uh, have uh, moving forward. So uh, they, they've been impressive uh, this year because of their ball movement, and they've, uh, they have the ability to uh, be a nuisance to teams, and they can rebound. This is why I have some concerns about Kansas because of the fact that uh, you got an, as, as, uh, you've, you've got a, essentially, I don't want to say overseeded, but a Kansas squad that is still uh, very good uh, from an offensive standpoint, but in the Big uh, uh, Big Ten and across the uh, NCAA, Iowa was still more efficient scoring the bucket uh, buckets than Kansas, and it's not as though 
Kansas was that great defensively that they can shut down Iowa or slow them down enough. I, I think this is a case where Iowa is going to get uh, if in in the event that they match up against uh, Kansas because obviously uh, things can get a little wonky. But Iowa matching up against a uh, uh, Kansas is a matchup where. Yes, uh, Kansas uh, should win it, but it's not that uh, clear-cut, and it's close enough where you have to start making decisions for yourself as to how you want to play out uh, uh, the rest of of, uh, the tournament bracket because Kansas versus Iowa, statistically speaking, uh, the models have it as a 50-50 uh, split in terms of uh, a slight edge to Kansas, but nothing too major. Uh, folks are kind of looking at this and saying, well, if Kansas can get by here, uh, it's the Final Four uh, nonstop. And we've seen this happen enough times where you're missing certain aspects of your profile that were always assumed to uh, uh, be there. It does make it a little bit uh, of a precarious position because, again, if you miss too early on a pick, you're constantly behind the ball because you can never get that back. And, you know, looking at this region, there's not a whole lot of standouts, so you kind of have to start looking a bit closer at what you might be able to get done with Iowa. And if you pair an upset in the early rounds for uh, if you pair it an early upset uh, for Wisconsin or even uh, Auburn if if they run it to USC it's not that uh, it's not that hard to imagine uh, uh, a number one seed going down and the first one going down ends up being Kansas this region is wide open in my opinion and you've got enough teams that could be dangerous in that uh, middle uh, middle top 10 range where if uh if there's a little bit of impetus uh definitely an opportunity for uh, some of these teams to get the ball rolling and snowball their way through the region because i think there's a number of viable teams that can make a final four run and statistically public wise uh Folks are underneath them, but it's just managing uh, some of those uh, uh, relationships uh, as uh, as uh, these coaches are trying to get these players to peak. And honestly, I, I would not be shocked if we get a single digit but high single digit team uh, come uh, come out of this region overall. It, it's not the craziest thing in the world if USC makes a run instead of uh, uh, LSU. But not crazy at all. Uh, I would be surprised if it's South Dakota State uh, making a run, but, uh, you know, stranger things have happened. So uh, just in, something to keep your eyes out for in general, but uh, trying to go chalk with this region I think is a critical mistake that uh, – folks are going to be doing i think you can be a little bit chalky with the other regions not so much in the midwest because i think uh 
it's the least uh, decisive in terms of uh, managing uh, expectations overall, in my opinion, of what teams should be doing and what the public is actually picking at the moment. So, uh, yeah, uh, my overall pick to win the region, I will go with Iowa. It's not definitive, obviously. I'll have uh, multiple uh, brackets uh, trying to figure out this region, but I I do have some uh, uh, concern about Kansas. I, as I said, I don't think they're demonstrably better than the uh, other top four in this region, so it's very susceptible uh, for an upset, and uh, uh, it just... Uh, an analysis overall of the bracket uh, it, uh, within, uh, within context. Uh, I think uh, you can look at the Midwest as the region you can get creative with in terms of uh, selections and not uh, be as uh, predictable with uh, the, the selections. But uh, that's all I got uh, for this region. So I'm going to get out of here and uh, we will uh, circle back with uh, the East Regional. but. Uh, Uh, Best of luck to everyone, and uh, thanks again for listening. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. Presented by T-Mobile the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.